What's up, guys? It's Shana, and welcome to another episode of the Eheng Podcast. And today we will answer a question from email. This is from Matt. Oh, he said not to disclose his name. <laughs> okay, luckily you're right, huh? Hi, Sean. My partner and I are in dilemma whether to purchase a landed or condo property as our first own stay due to having second thoughts about the landed that is around 1 million which we applied loan for after watching your videos. My partner is 26 and I'm 28 and we have a total joint basic income of 16,000. Total comfortable spendable savings of 100,000 so that we don't have to touch our EPF or other forms of savings. We are both white collar workers which I consider quite prone to job hopping every two to three years from now but we are looking to settle down for long term in a company. He works in PJ while I'm working at KL. That's why we are looking at the 600,000 apartment for the purpose of own stay slash for rent in the future for about five years. In the meantime, getting married and starting a family which we are looking to do already now. He's staying in PJ Landed and I'm staying in Cheras Landed, so it will be a big change for us. We are unsure where to look at to purchase our first property. We have seen areas that are suitable for rental like Bangsa South, but it's so commercialized that it seems not suitable to start a family there. But places like Cheras or PJ feels like a place that's difficult to rent out next time. We hope you can share your thoughts on this. Looking forward to your video. Well, a rather direct one. <laughs> 26, 28-year-old couple figuring out how to buy the first property. So... First of all, thank you very much for the email. Um, congratulations in trying to start a home. This seems to be a common questions among the list that you guys send to me like, most of the time. Like, how do I decide a home? I guess the first thing is to alter the mindset a little bit because everyone thinks that once you buy a home, because it's such a big item, right? Everyone thinks that it's going to be that one and only property for the rest of their life and that makes decision even harder it's as if you buy one property and you need to live inside for the next 50 years not really right so to me the decision needs to be a balance of two things right number one would be convenience number two will be the affordability and the product needs to satisfy these two so in terms of convenience it's very direct in terms of distance away from your workplace that would be the primary consideration like every weekend you go back to your parents place right that one jam a little bit Ayah, never mind like, because you don't have children yet right they won't want to see you as much only when you have a baby then the in-laws will call you hey I want to see my grandchild if not right they wouldn't want to care much and, and this is speaking from experience <laughs> so you pick a location that is closer to work first both of you guys are in KL right pick a location that is closer to work because Monday to Friday Saturday the frequency to work is just way higher so it makes more sense to put that on top of the list. Then would be amenities. And what kind of lifestyle that you guys are going through? Like to me, it's pretty important that you guys know it needs to be very close to food. It needs to be a kopitiam. Then where do I get my coffee fix, my haircut, groceries and etc. So the location must have very easy access to all these kind of amenities. That's very important for me. And then in the future, my future consideration for a home will be for my kids as well. So where do they go to tuition? Where do they buy their books? Stay 
stationaries, their school, their clinics, and etc. So that would be another metric of consideration once you have kids. Next would be the distance away from your parents' place. So how often do you go back? So next would be the affordability side. And here we again divide into two. One is for investment, one is for own stay. And you guys are actually thinking in combo, right? So I want to stay there for a while. So maybe five years down the road, I want to upgrade. For my very own practice, I will pick a location where the rental can somewhat cover 80 to 85% of the installment currently. And I'll be pretty comfortable to go ahead with it. And I realize I don't spend a lot of time in this Y85%, right? And what does the rental mean? The rental indicates the temporary demand for space in that area. Why Bangsa South as you all say that it's not that suitable for families it's too commercialized because its top priority will be convenience the ease of LRT the ease of walking distance to all the big major companies and people who work there they will just stay there for two to three years that's about it then they will job hop already as you say most white collars every two to three years will hop and that's the only way they are trying to adjust their salary up to par. Then for those who wonder why do people pay a rental that is so much higher than the installment? They don't need the cow just for the milk. They don't have to buy just for the usage of two to three years. Plus they are not sure how long will they be around. So there's no need to make such a commitment. The second reason will be them not having the ability to own. Which means that for expats who are here temporarily, right? They cannot buy the property that is less than a million. Or they are only here in contract for five to eight years it wouldn't make sense to make such a commitment so these are the areas where the rental will be higher than installment because of the high temporary need it's just like you going to a hotel why do you pay such a hefty daily rate like per night is 400 if you consider per month right that's like 12,000 but the room is so small the hotel got like 600 rooms they will make a lot of money right but the room is so small the price per square feet of the hotel is not that expensive might as well you buy the hotel it wouldn't make sense ma, for two days of stay would you buy the hotel or would you rent the hotel for a month you would not and that's the same mentality how I look at it. Then the nature of property with very high rental usually is not as pleasant to raise a family because pace are really fast. People move in and out so quickly. And the focus of the property, if you look at property around Bangsa South, right, is usually that typology where the number of units per floor is very high. The density of units is very high for a project. It's usually very small. Quality of spaces is not top priority. Numbers first. Facilities usually are very standard, very basic because nobody actually use them. They are just there to live and work. What they are paying is not for space. They are actually paying for the ease of walking distance, the ease of traveling, the ease of getting things done in comparison to a place to raise your family then it's going to be really different right so when a family choose a place to reside in facilities matters amenities matters the feel matters the view matters the ceiling height matters number of room matters so it's a whole different set of consideration so in balance to have both in your favor will be the current rental rate can cover up to 85 percent of the installment because five years from now if you want to upgrade, most of the time, it's easier to exit the property. Either you want to rent it out or you want to sell. Because it's pretty common where a lot of people buy a home. Let's say a landed terrace house. They put in a lot of renovation work into it. Then five years later, somebody in the family gets promoted and the whole house needs to move out, right? You then not rent out the property because you worry that the tenant will damage your home. Then you, if you want to sell, you cannot fetch the market rate because you put in a lot of additional money for renovation, which is not included in the valuation. Then a location that is deemed 
perfect for you may not be perfect for another person. Therefore, there will be a mismatch of pricing versus expectation. Hence, these people will then like struggle on paying the installment for this house because either they rent out, it's going to be too low. The selling price for the property is not valid because they are making a loss. The asking price may not even match the amount of loan they still owe the bank. Plus, they don't want to cut losses because of the romantic living of, oh, this is my first home, it's for us to raise a family. Then they need to pay for another property's rental just to stay closer to one of the workplace. And then that's the nightmare. Lah. So here you rent, here you still need to pay installment. So ultimately then you feel like, why am I paying so much money every single month? And a solution to that will be the 85% rule. So those are the criteria I adopt for a project that I choose to call home, lah, right? Plus it's temporary. So I do not encourage anybody to buy your dream home as your first property. So let's say like her husband and wife, right? You guys are earning 16,000, seems a lot. And a 1 million property then seems logical because a 1 million property now you pay around 3,005, 3,008 a month. And again, 100,000 in savings also seems a lot, which is well done. You guys fulfilled the criteria of six months emergency fund and surplus some more. But if you were to go to the 1 million house, the renovation will just eat up this 100,000 all together. 100,000 now, like seriously, the current renovation cost, right? It's crazy. Everything is racing in prices. So if I were you guys, I will not go for the $1 million house because you will lose out on opportunities. It means if you were to get that $1 million property, your DSR will be affected to get the second or third or fourth. Of course, this needs to match your investment ambitions. Like for me, I will not get a home like, I get a home after investing in properties for so long. And the decision for those homes, right? A lot of people, would, when they analyze, they still see like, hey, it's still an investment property. Sean, you are still buying for investment. Because it just wouldn't make sense for me. I'm not in that state where I'm in such an abundant state to just throw money in the property. And even if it lose money, I don't care. So for that 1 million property, am I confident in five years time, I can sell at 1.3 or 1.5. Most likely in today's context, it's gonna still sell at SBA price, the max. Then with a the bigger house, the renovation cost is only gonna be bigger and then your money installment is gonna eat up a lot of your DSR. So to acquire a next investment, you don't have as much cash flow anymore. Then, then it's just gonna affect more. Instead of me buying this property, which is an apartment, which is 600,000, I think that's perfect. So for this 600,000 property apartment, the installment is gonna be around 2004, 2005. And you guys should find out the surrounding rentals of that area if it's around 2000 2002 right i think it's a good property already because if you buy maybe you get the property in two to three years time the rental is still 2002 and it's still fine and you will never know two to three years is a long time any one of you right can get promoted maybe like twice you guys then suddenly have a brand new cap of income and then you guys go for the one million house then this property that you buy as your first can then use for investment purposes yes you won't get the positive cash flow but but it's okay, my every month you just cough in another two to three hundred. But it allows you to build equity along with your tenants, right? So that's great too. So my principle is unless it's sponsored by Pharma Foundation, your parents are ultra rich. They just want to give you a very, very nice house as a wedding gift or whatsoever, or they love you so much. By all means, just take it, lah, right? If my parents want to give me a 1.2 million house, why not, right? <laughs> but if you are not as fortunate, so I would just suggest to get the first or second property more on the investment mindset kind of things because I think a dream home 
a dream dream home right only comes when you are around 40 45 or 50 that's when your career actually matures then your family tree starts to take place and you really know your requirements like when everybody says bungalows are the best semis are the best right if you look at the cleaning right not really so to me a requirement that i kind of set for myself before i were to move into a semi or a bungalow right would be for me to be in a state where i can afford a maid first uh, at least a cleaner lah. Then I can afford a full-fledged ID for it. Then only I can truly afford it. Because it's just going to take up so much expenses, so much cash flow, right? Leaving almost nothing for investment to build cash flow. Because when you are 20-ish, 30-ish, 30-ish is where you kind of found a little bit of money. And this is the moment I think we should build cash flow machines. And the only way I know how is properties lah. And last of all, the infamiliarity, did I say it right? The infamiliarity of staying in a condo. Because both of you actually grew up in a landed. For most of us in Klang Valley, we do grow up in a landed property lah. And that fear of moving into a high rise, right? Yes, there will be a lot of differences in lifestyle, which includes the sense of security where you need to drive through a gut house in and out, right? And the facilities where you have a swimming pool, a gym, a lot of landed, like my old house don't have this kind of thing. But the most apparent differentiation will be the distance from door to door. Let's say if you are traveling from your home to grocer, you need to come out from your wooden door, then go to the grill door, go through a lift door, go to the car park door, drive down the ramp, go through the guard house before you are out to the road. Then you go to a mall, let's say shopping mall, you need to park basement, go through the escalator again and again. So from door to door distance is way lengthier. So there will be more checkpoints compared to a landed where you can just from your house, go to the car, car, go to the shop or more. Lah. So that shortens the process a lot. And that explains why successful townships that revolves around high-rises, right? Although it's a lot of high-rise, but the walking distance to amenities plays a very, very big role. And I'm a big fan of mixed developments where I can just travel down to ground floor, right? And I get grocers, I get kopitiams, I get barber shops, I get bookstores or whatsoever. That's the best for me. I don't have to even involve my car. And that's the biggest difference. If you're a person who comes in and out from the house a lot of times, you're going to be affected a lot. But a suggestion is to maybe go try and live in an apartment, maybe go Airbnb for a weekend or whatsoever. Try for a week to see how it feels like before actually moving in or buy the project because just to get used to three bedrooms on a flat floor. Then at night when you sleep, you can hear water flowing through the rainwater downpipe or your sewerage pipe, right? Then also you will have people dragging chairs above, people stomping above or whatsoever. Those are pretty common for a landed person turned high-rise person. So that would be my suggestion to just move forward and try a little bit. But ultimately, I would agree on the 600,000 apartment option more than a 1 million landed as your first home. Don't overspend on your first home because life is pretty long there's so much more things to pay for especially for properties so don't always imagine that you will buy one property and that's set for life not really so build the first property then until you reach a certain maturity this one starts making money get a second one then your first baby came out you kind of raised ready so then only you move to a bigger house and that's where you can really afford a home where you can spend for comfort for lifestyle or whatsoever that's my take and with that thank you very much for the email and for those who still have any questions regarding real estate do just email me at t-a-n-i-h-e-r-n-g t-a-n-i-h-e-r-n-g at gmail.com or you can just dm me on instagram and i will see you guys on the next one ciao